Hey class, Prof JC here. These are our final two podcasts for this class. Um, it's It's been great to do this. It's been great to read your responses as well. I'm going to go ahead and dive in today into this first one. And here's what we're going to talk about today. What people need to know, what people need to see, what people need to feel in order to follow you. Right. So one of the things that I'm sure that you understand is people don't just follow because they have to. Well, they do. There's that positional authority where, you know, if you're the manager, if you're the boss, people are going to follow you no matter what. But we want to take that a little bit deeper. We want people following us uh, long term and, and, and people won't follow us long term if they see a person not worthy of following. So people want to follow, um, you know, somebody who's a leader. And uh, so there are reasons why people, and so John Max was going to talk about that uh, today in what we're going to read. And this is actually chapter nine right here. So he has to say this. He says, as I've watched effective communicators inspire people, I've come to the conclusion that there's kind of a formula, which I call the inspiration equation that comes into play. And it works like this, what they know, what they see, and what they feel equals inspiration. When these factors come into play uh, and a communicator is able to bring them into alignment, it creates a synergy that inspires people. And from that place of inspiration, you can often lead people to action. So let's take a look at each of these three pieces of the inspiration equation. Number one is this, what people need to know about you before they're going to follow you. So here's um, here's what this has to say. Number one, people need to know that you understand them and are focused on them. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because we've talked about this a lot. If there's anything that you take away from our time together today or from, from our course these past seven weeks... My hope is that you take away the communication, organizational communication, organizational leadership is never about you, right? If if, if you're thinking about yourself when you're communicating with your team, if you're communicating yourself, you know, if you're thinking about yourself in every meeting that you're in and and everything you do, the products and services that you create, uh, you're not going to have the success that you want in the marketplace. It is always it's it's what number one is. People need to know that you understand them and you're focused on them. It's not about you. It's about them. And so how do we do this? You've got to know what are they thinking, okay? You've got to know what are they saying. You've got to know what are they doing. What are they thinking? What are they saying? What are they doing, okay? So that's number one. People need to know that you that you understand them and, and that you are focused on them. Number two is this. People need to know that you have high expectations of them, that's uh that's that's pretty uh um that might be shocking to you you know for some of you say wait in order to be a good leader that means i need to have high expectations i thought it might be the other way i want to be loved i want to be cared for i want people to like me so that means i need to be nice and uh i've talked about that on my own podcast before about how being nice is it's it's always good to be kind but being nice is a little bit different okay in leadership, it's about having high expectations. And, and, and here's the thing, people aren't always going to like that, but I promise you that when they look back on your leadership and your your presence in their life, they're gonna respect that. I had a, a leader years ago when I was in the military, his name was uh, Sergeant Mike Lane. I hated, and that's not, that's not too strong a word because when I first met him, I hated Sergeant Mike Lane. I'd done a really good job in my own fields, and and I I done and so I, I was put you know he was put in charge of our platoon, and and we needed some squaring away. We'd been uh, 
we'd been managed and led by a guy who was really a nice guy and fun. He let us do whatever we wanted, but we weren't a great platoon because of how he led us. He, his expectations were low for us, and it was more just fun and relaxing. And he was at the end of his career, so he wasn't trying to lead that strongly, whatever. I think he was an E6 after 20 years. So those of you in the military, you know, you know, you kind of understand that he, you know, this wasn't a guy who's trying to become E9 or E10 or, you know, first sergeant, sergeant major or anything like that. So he had low expectations for us. And so we were just saying hey, we did our job, but we weren't great. Sergeant Mike Lane came in and he put ex- extra high expectations. And the first six to eight weeks with him were were really hard, were really difficult. Uh, but I'll tell you, when when he got done with us, when he transformed us, we were a platoon that was ready to get the work done. We were a, we were a fighting machine. We were a good team. And he created leaders that created leaders. And I went off and then led my own my own platoon. And I'll tell you, I actually got an Army Commendation Medal because I was prepared. I'd been under his leadership. And one thing I understood was that, that when I took over this new platoon that I was taking over, and I got all the ragtag, I got all the ragamuffins. And uh, so when I took him over, I knew the first thing I had to do was the same thing, set up high expectations, and they hated me as well. Uh, uh, but over time, and it wasn't just me that won that Army Commendation Medal. I think I got we went out and did a field training exercise. I got two. One was for being a part of the team. One was for leadership of the team. But the whole team got one as well because we did a good job performing. But I learned all that from Sergeant Mike Lane, set high expectations. And still to this day, 20 years later, I'm still talking about him because that's the kind of impact that he made in my life because he set high expectations. So we've got to do the same thing as well. Okay. So those are the two things uh, that people need to know about you uh, in order to follow you. Okay. Now here's what people need to see about you. Okay. Here's number one. People need to see your conviction. They need to see what you care about. One of the things I've been really impressed with are some of the new students that are coming into the master of arts of leadership program. Two of them, two of the most recent ones who were great uh, future students for us. Um, Both of them, um, both of them, uh, they asked me a question at the very end. And I, I don't typically prepare for that because they don't they don't they don't need to ask me a question. It's it's really about them and, and me asking them questions. But but they both ended by asking and they both asked, why are you in this? You know, why do you teach leadership? You know, why do you care about Point Loma? Why do you care about this program? And I have to be careful because I'll just go off on it for 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 several minutes. And I always tell them I'm going to keep this short for you. But then I tell them and and hopefully it's something that is a a another driver for them to come join our program. Um, but what that's about is it's it's the fact that people, I think the reason why they're asking that question is they say, hey, if I'm going to invest all this money in this program, does this faculty person, does he care? And he's, he, you know, these two future students of our, of our master's program, they're going to be asking the same thing of all their professors. Do you really care about me? And do you care about this subject, right? Do you have a strong conviction about this? Or are you just doing this so you can make a paycheck? Same thing's going to go for you. People want to see that you have a conviction on something. This all comes back to principles and values that you are a principal person. You're a person with values. People want to see that. But number two, people need to see your credibility. And how do you earn credibility? It's over time. It's one of my biggest struggles with so many people who come into workplaces and say, I'm just going to be here three to five years. You can't build credibility uh, long term 
right? If you're just bouncing from job to job to job, or if you leave because somebody made you upset or someone made you mad about something, right? Credibility means that we that we stick around long term. And, and t- you know, and I'll tell you, the longer that that you've been around, the more credible you're going to be. Number three is this. People need to see evidence of your character. I have a life principle that says this, that character is destiny, right? So who we are, determines where we're going in life. And there's just, there's just, there's just no way around that. Right. Um, so our character, right. It's, it's our decisions. It's our personality. It's people can see our character based on the life we have around us. Right. You walk into someone's home and it's all messy and junky and you, they don't have good relationships and they've been from job to job to job. They've been fired several times, whatever. All of that history is going to show you what their character is. Right. Uh, but people need to see evidence of your character and they want to see good character. If I'm going to follow this, but now you can be friends with somebody who doesn't have good character. Some of you probably have that friend. You're thinking about him right now or him or her right now. They don't have good character, but, but maybe for you, they're fun to be around or something. They're, they're, they're fun to hang out with, but these people, uh, you know, you're not going to follow this person anywhere. In order to follow someone, you want to know that they have good character. Uh, so that's number one and two, uh, and two. And then here's what people need to feel. Okay. So there's that emotional aspect of, you know, about this as well. People need to feel um, some things, but people need to feel your passion for the subject and for them. It goes back to what we just said, your conviction, right? So especially if you're teaching, if you're speaking, if you're leading, right? Are you in it because it's just a job? Are you in it because you believe in the product? You believe in the company? People want to know that you have a passion uh, for that that subject, you know, whatever that is, and you have a passion for them as well, okay? Um, next, we have people need to feel your confidence in yourself and in them, right? We, we've all been to that that uh, we've all gone and watched that speaker, right? I grew up in really small churches. Now, thank goodness, I go to large churches that take the act of church service on weekends. They take it seriously, and they're not just throwing anybody up there on the platform. But I grew up in a church where they just put anybody up there. And so we've all been to these kind of, you know, church services where, you know, the, you know, or, or I don't know if you go to church or not, but if you, you, you've probably seen a speaker or maybe a professor or a teacher, and, and these are the type of people that they don't have any confidence. They get up in front of you and they don't have any kind of confidence. And here's the problem. When they don't have confidence in themselves, it's hard for you to have confidence in them, right? They're stumbling all over their words. They, they don't know what they're saying. Well, one of the things I'm impressed with this class about is that when you gave those presentations here just a couple of uh, weeks ago, I could sense the confidence that you have in yourself. And that made me want to watch the presentations, right? Uh, one of you did an interview, which was just phenomenal. You did the interview um, through Zoom. And and I and I told you, no, you are. I told you, you need to do a podcast, right? Because you had great confidence in there. You asked good questions. Uh, you were really good at what you did. People need to see that about you. You've got to be confident, okay? It's You can't get into leadership. And I, I'm just going to say it, and this might have... I, you know, it offends you, it does, but you can't be in leadership and be a person who lacks confidence. You can't be a leadership and be a person who's got a, a weak personality. It just can't happen. You can be an introvert. You can be all these other things. You can't lack confidence. Okay. All right. So uh, next we see that people need to feel your gratitude for them. I think that's really important in leadership. People need to understand that you're grateful for who they are. You're grateful for their role and what you're trying to do. Um, and so how do they do that? They do that because you tell them, thank you. You do that, you know, because you need to make sure you're doing that. Tell people, thank you. you. Have you done that, you know, recently? Have you told someone, thank you? You know, that's going to be one of your assignments in, uh, in our, at the end of this, when we talk about answering questions, I'm, 
you know, I'm going to ask you to do that this week. Tell somebody that you lead or somebody that you're in connection with, tell them thank you for whatever it is, right? But people need to know that about you, okay? Um, now, that's all I got for you today, okay? So again, I, I just want you to go back and list that. What are the things that people need to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, what are the things that people need to know? I want you to write those out. We just talked about what are the things that people need to see? I want you to write that out. Okay. And then, uh, what are the things that people need to feel? I want you to write those out. Just briefly write those out. And then I want you, I, I want you to, now it's up to you if you do this or not, but I want you to give me a name of one person that you're going to express gratitude this week. Maybe someone that you're leading, someone who's on your team at work, wherever it is, but but someone that you're going to express gratitude this week, write their name and tell me why you want to say thank you to them and then go do it. Okay. Make sure that people know that you are grateful for them. That's all I got for you for this video. Uh, I'll see you in our next video, which is the final video that we'll have in this class. And I, I look forward to your responses. I'll see you in the next podcast.